0: Hello, welcome back to the Edge of the Box podcast, a podcast by WhoScored.com. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Dan Wirth from Who Scored and Jonathan Wilson in a I was gonna say fancy hotel room, but I'm not, not sure about it. it. Looks a little bit, a little bit bougie. Jonathan, how are
1: you? <laughs> it's, it's a very, very nice hotel. It nice. You. Yeah, well, yeah. Can,
0: it's difficult, difficult to tell. The the chair looks like a a chair I would expect Jonathan Wilson to, to sit in very masterfully. <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah no it's a,
1: it's a, I'm in Budapest for the uh, Europa League final so I'm in the hotel
0: lovely very very nice Dan Yuoka Yeah
2: all good all good despite um, Reading's relegation um oh, and the technical issues this
0: morning but we we'll, we'll get there I'm very lo- much looking forward to this episode so Yeah yeah oh, Obviously, there are no Premier League fixtures this week. The season has finished, so we're going to do a little bit of a season review, have a look at what the Who Scored algorithm has come up with for various awards, and Jonathan and myself will chip in as well. And we're going to start with the team of the season. I've just looked at mine, and I'm not really sure what I was thinking when I was doing it. But let's start with the Who Scored team of the season, according to the algorithm. Who are the 11 best? Well, I suppose they're not the 11 best players. Who's the best team this season, according to Who Scored? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's it's in a classic four four two formation. And Obviously, four four
2: two. Yeah, you wouldn't expect anything. Why else. wouldn't it be Yeah, so we've got Raring goal um, back four of Trippier, uh, Pinnock Shaw and Luke Shaw, uh, Saka, De Bruyne, Fernandez and Grealish in midfield, and Kane and Holland up top.
0: I mean, the, the algorithm says what 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 the algorithm says, but I'm not sure Pinnock and Shaw mind you actually in my centre backs might come under fire, it's might true. come under question. So I better not better not pick on it on it too much, but. Is anyone anyone close to getting in, Dan? Anyone that was that was very near getting in the team?
2: Uh, well, a couple of omissions are um, Jesus and Odegaard. But if you want to look at the, the back line, John Stones, I think he was about 0.3 off um, getting in, which I, I'm I'm assuming he's in your team, Dan. But and um, no. we'll come on to that. He's not. Uh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll I'll explain why. Yeah, fine. You've got the rationale. Um, yeah, I, I I actually anticipated Stones being in there, but yeah, I think he was point three off. Um, off Pinnock's score, so I guess you can put that down to opinion. But we're we're hard facts here. So he misses out.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to put it down to? That you know, Pinnock scored on the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I probably. reckon if he hadn't have scored, he wouldn't <laughs> be in that team. I would think I think in the 85th minute on the final game of the season, he's managed to sneak himself into into the team. Jonathan, have you you thoughts on that that four four two centric side?
1: I don't, well I don't know why it's in a four four two to start with. I mean, nobody plays or hardly anybody plays 4-4-2 change it to a 4-3-3 I know you want to stick centre-forwards in because they're glamorous, but come on um, So Kane has to miss out, I'm afraid um, So do you want me to go through my team? Yeah, why not uh, Alisson in goal Trippier, right-back Estupinian, left-back and then City, th- th- there on after Stones and Diaz uh, Rodri, Gundogan and uh, De Bruyne Bernardo Silva, Haaland and Grealish
0: no, nobody else even comes close to getting your team. It's just well, you
1: know, uh, it's a... there's a one I undenied about with Saka on the right, but I just think Bernardo Silva is. But over the last two or three months of the season, has been exceptional. Uh, I think what you know, what, why would you? Yeah, if you're looking at a team that will work as a whole, why why would you break up that city block of six, which has been so so devastating? Um, well, since March onwards. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the difference between City and everybody else, is what they've done in that last three months. And the team has been relatively settled in that period. So I know maras has played some games rather than Bernardo on the, on the right. And I know Bernardo's played in the middle occasionally. But Gundogan's been, ex- as he always is at the end of the season, Gundogan's been exceptional again. I think he gives you a nice balance between Rodri and De Bruyne. So, you know, for, for next season, what we could maybe do to make it harder and more interesting is to limit me to three or four per team. We should have done that right. anyway. We should
0: have done that. We should have known. Right. We've been doing the show for three years. I should have known that we needed to limit you because you would do what you've done.
1: I didn't. Well, I didn't go for eleven city players. Give me some. No, that, and the first, none of the first three were city players. I haven't gone for city fullback because we don't really play fullbacks anymore. But
0: that's Walker true. could easily have got in there rather than Trippier. Yeah. Was uh, a Trippier in the who score team as well?
2: He was. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there was, was a couple it. of um, similarities. Right, there was uh, Trippier and Grealish
0: and De Bruyne and, Harlem, and Holland. Yeah. So looking at my team, then there's I can't even do the math. One, two. There's three players that have made it in every team. Only three that have made it in all three of three of our teams. So I read mine. Mine is I will say it's, it's arguably as niche as the Who scored side in some reason. and the, the algorithm in my head is obviously working in a similar way to Who. Scored. So I've gone for I'm going to justify each selection as I go through. I've gone for Leno in goal because I think Fulham without him. I don't think that would have been as, as high in the league. I think he's had a had had a really good season. Trippier's right back. I've gone Duncan Mings as centre-backs. Brighton and Villa have both achieved higher than you would have thought that they, they would have done. And Villa's defensive record in the second half of the season has, has been absolutely ridiculous. I think they've only conceded two in the last seven home games and one of them was a dodgy penalty against Harry Kane that wasn't, wasn't a penalty. I've got Ake at left-back. I struggled with City play City defenders, because they'd all only played around... 23 games each, which I kind of felt wasn't enough. But I do think Ake okay, has been been brilliant all season. The rotation makes it difficult to put City defenders in, I think. I've then gone for Rodri and Paulina sitting with Erdegaard as a as, as a number 10. And then I've gone front three of Saka, Haaland, and I've changed this morning Rashford for Grealish. So Grealish is in my, in my team. That's my 11. Actually, as I read through, that's better than I... Better than I thought than I thought it was. The two of Fulham are in there because Fulham have finished higher than they probably you would have thought they would have done. And I don't think they'd have been anywhere near it without those two players, Paulina and Lena. No. That's my team. How do you think my team is the best out of the best, because those Not the best, 'cause you- Jonathan's got Man City's team. So his team is the is the best on paper but because they're all 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 Man City's players. But I think mine's the fair the fairest reflection of the whole season as an entireter. What um <laughs>
2: what was the rush? <laughs>
0: Full and finish tenth, yes. That doesn't mean yeah, you can finish t- tenth and players like have tenth. good you can finish doesn't mean you can't be in the team the season just because you team to finish tenth.
1: Well, I, I wonder if you're um uh exaggerating the uh, influence oh. of those two for oh.
0: a mid table team. No, if if Dan was to pull the some of the stats up for certain metrics, Paulonia would be top of Tackling metric, for example. Tackles. Yeah, I yeah. think Paulinho yeah. would be. Done. He's been really good for Fulham. He has been a good, a great. Yeah, no, team.
1: I'm not saying he's not been good. I just, I,
0: I'm, I'm intrigued. The finishing tenth, feature so, so high in your mind. And then, and then Leno, I just think is a good keeper, kind of overlooked at Arsenal. I think he's been a really smart pickup by well, Fulham. I think he's had a, had, a, had a good season. I think he's top of of something. It might be one on ones or, or or something along those lines that that I've seen. Leno's had a had a really strong season. I don't know where he was in terms of the who scored metrics, how high up he is as the, as the goalkeeper. He's probably going to tell him he's off 13th now. But Yeah, I don't think he was in the top five. I do really like David Raya, but I just felt Brentford had maybe conceded too many goals. But then if I go by that, Fulham have probably conceded too many goals <laughs> as well.
1: It's quite short though, isn't he, Raya? That's why I always, that's why I always think whenever I see him.
0: Good good kicker. Good, Good modern-day goalkeeper in terms of the... Of the, of, the, of the kicking now. So we'll put those teams on, on social media and see, see which one gets voted as the best. They expect us all to get some, some <laughs> strong social media abuse there, there with, with, with those teams. We'll move on now to the under 21 player of the season. Actually, Dan, I think from what you said, in what it said in the email, it's the under 21 player of the season. It's actually the under 23 player of the season. So I don't know why we don't just call it that.
2: Yes. It's hard to disagree with you, but we've gone for born on or after the first of all was 2001. So, Yes, it's not necessarily. <laughs> 20,
0: that's the fact is that's an under-23s team of the season. I don't <laughs> know why it's called the under-21s team of the season?
2: Well, okay, I've got my team. Call it what you want, but I'll I'll, I'll run through it. We've got Bazunu in goal because there was very little choice. Otherwise, no disrespect to Bazunu. Well, you didn't have a good season. Um, I think
1: there should be quite a lot of disrespect this <laughs> season. I don't think he's had a good season at all. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. I think. I um, mean, if you can't get in a Southampton team, which he can't. You know, that's not a great sign.
0: There is no one else, though, is there? If you're doing it, yeah like, there, is there is no one. There is no one, no one well, if I don't think, that I can think of. No. Nope. Then we've got Rico Lewis,
2: Bella Kochap, uh, Levy Colwell and Lewis Hall in the back four. Midfield three of um, Onana, Caicedo and Alise, and front three of Saka, Evan Ferguson
1: and Nciso. Jonathan, you th- your thoughts on, on that team? It's better than the... Uh... The four four two you played before. I, don't, I mean, we, we, apparently the kids can play four three three, but the seniors
0: can't. We're trying, um, to, change, trying to change the mould at a, a younger age now. Who's got to <laughs> been quite? They've been quite rigid over the years, and now they're trying to they're trying to get to the players earlier and try and change it through the youth system.
1: Yeah, i, mean, I don't talking about NCC on the left. Uh, whenever I've seen season he's just played through the middle. He's been excellent. I, he, was, he played on the left at Villa at the weekend. Did he? Right. Okay. Yeah. So the, um, the goal he scored at Stamford Bridge was might be the best goal I've, I've seen live this season Kaiseido, I think is the is, is, I mean we've almost sort of forgotten about him as being a young player because he he plays with such maturity uh, so I, I was at Old Trafford the opening weekend of the season when he was absolutely outstanding and I have to say I'd, I'd never heard of him and I was sort of desperately going hey, who is this and I assumed he was like some sort of 28 year old they brought in and then realised he was only 19 uh, so I think I think Kaiseido is a phenomenal talent Um and yeah, you know, it Brighton. I don't know how they they do that. I don't know how they they they're able to to scout kids as successfully as they are. But yeah, that's a that's a huge a huge thing for them, and obviously makes them money. So yeah, I'm glad to see Ancisa and Caicedo there. Uh, Cole, I think's been brilliant for for Brighton. Uh, obviously, we'll go back to Chelsea. Um, from what I understand, Pochettino wants to keep him with some. Some talk of the club want to sell him, so that might be a, a point of friction. They're going to have early be point problems a
0: financial fair player, and I think that's one of the main drivers that they may sell Mountain. And
1: and in he summer. would be, yeah, and as with Mount, he'd be pure profit because he's yeah. you know, he's homegrown. So, um, but I mean, that's that's the sort of uh, that's the insanity of the position they've got themselves into, where they produce young talent, they they grow them through the academy, they 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 tutor them in the you know, the Chelsea way for one of a... yeah. They obviously don't have a way in a way that. I actually, but yeah, they, they they sort of inculcate them in the values of the club. They, they they develop that sort of emotional bond and attachment with the club, and then oh, actually, we've we've signed too many players. You're gonna to have to go because we need the money for you. I mean, that's that's really not a not a healthy way of doing it. So, I, I yeah, I hope for his sake and for Chelsea's sake that he he stays. But that 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 is a yeah. It shows a good player is that he's become. You know, a, 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 a sort of focus for that argument.
0: Left sided, isn't he? And they've obviously got Badashilo. They've spent a fair. B- bit of money on, so it's kind of like the.
1: But a bad the, issue like is to be tournament. fair
0: is really good from what I was. Yeah. But as
1: you were saying before, you know, in an ideal world, if you have a wealthy club with a big squad, hmm. playing players twenty twenty five games a season is fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I know he's left sided, but yeah, you know, some left sided players can play on the right. Maybe they play a three at times. I mean, you know, Pochettino has played a three in the past, so, so maybe one of them can play in the middle. Um, they're both young, so you, I don't think you want to be playing them 35 games a season. So I, 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 I think it'd be very disappointing for for the, for the whole sort of structure at Chelsea, for the academy, for the development, if you end up having to sell players just to kind of cover for the, the nonsensical signings, signings of the last
0: year. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer. For, for Chelsea I don't think Pochettino is the right manager because they have got some some good young players. they have just got to try and move some players out out of that squad because otherwise it's just impossible to to try and keep keep on top of that dressing room really it's going to be really really difficult. I mean, the dressing room is not big enough c- currently that's, I think that's a, that, that's a fact. I've read that in in some news stories. So who's the who's the overall under twenty one player of the of the season? Though? Uh it's uh, Saka. Saka. Uh, I've, can't really argue with it. His numbers have been really good this, this season. Yeah. His Arsenal's talisman, isn't he? he's the, he's he's their their go-to man. He's probably their best player. So and had a brilliant by, World Cup. Yeah, he was um, yeah, yeah brilliant for England in the in the world. It's, <laughs> it's between him and Casado, I think. Casado, like you say, is just he plays the game like he's a thirty-year-old midfielder that's played hundreds of, hundreds of games. He, he just couldn't
1: yeah. do it. I, I guess my argument would be, and and this is this is not a rational argument, but. We knew how good Saka was. So you, hmm. I sort of think young players should be who are the players who've really sort of surprised you by how good they are this season who burst who, onto who, the who scene. You, who you knew nothing about who suddenly have yeah burst onto the scene. And and Saka is brilliant, but I knew who's brilliant. This season just confirmed it. Whereas I knew nothing about Casado, and
0: I, they're both really good. Yeah, they played a couple of youngsters at Villa Park on, on Sunday, who I've never heard of, but no doubt this time next year, they'll be worth about £70 and being linked with Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. But that's just the way Brian working people forgetting in their midfield as well, Brian. This is completely off topic. They lost him at the start of the season through, yeah, yeah. through, through health. You know, he was a, someone someone they picked up and had high hopes for coming into their midfield and, and negating the, the loss of Basuma. But they, they lost him at the start of the season. Well, McAllister and Kyle Sader, they'll probably both go in the summer. They've been a brilliant midfield pairing for Brighton all season. An exceptional football club, Brighton, and the, the way they do things. Let's move on now then to player of the season, Dan. And if it's the same one that got sent in the script on, I was a little bit surprised who, who, who scored gone for.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've changed it, but we'll, we'll find out. We, we've gone for Kevin De Bruyne. It's, it's a very small win, not to not to put him down, but his rating of 7.58 is the highest. Um, but Obviously, a lot of the narrative this season has been around how impressive Haaland is um, and he was 7.54 so he, he just misses out um, but yeah Kevin De Bruyne it it felt like a strange one when I first looked at it because um, you know obviously he had quite a poor world cup well the Belgian side had quite a poor world cup and I think we discussed on here actually that he came back and looked a little out of sorts was a bit sort of miserable and kind of uh, snapping back but back at Pep and things like that but I think that was only really a small blip if you look at the grand scheme of things um of the season. Um and he's provided well in a way the most assists. I think he's had sixteen assists this season. The most man of the matches, according to who scored, with, with nine. Um scored seven goals, so it's not too difficult to see how he's won. But um yeah, maybe not quite as impressive as Holland's thirty six goals or, or whatever it ended up at. But yeah. It's it, he's always he was always gonna be there or thereabouts. So I was just a little surprised
0: to see him take the crown, I suppose. He was taking for granted a little bit because he's always top of the assist chart. isn't he? that's just what Kevin Kevin De Bruyne does. I'm not sure he's been the, the player of, of of the year, but you know it's another good, another good season from him. But I felt like watching him; he's not quite been at the at the same level as he has done in previous years. Jonathan,
1: I think look, he definitely had that dip after the World Cup, but I think the last sort of couple of months, I think he's been exceptional again. So I mean, I, I had him as my player of the year. Um, I think there's also something with him that he just somehow, he doesn't quite look like a footballer uh you know he 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 sort of cuz he's got that sort of red faced sort of um yeah he's very belgian looking um and see so when he looks knackered he looks really knackered uh and i think you know, he 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 maybe doesn't quite fit our our sort of template of what a great footballer should look like and i think that maybe leads to him being being slightly undervalued but yeah you, know, you you think of the the game away against madrid you, you think of how often he's he's produced crucial things at crucial moments Uh, I'm always sceptical of goal scorers. I I, I think goal scorers get overpraised. Holland has been brilliant, and maybe, but maybe it's that sort of slight prejudice against goal scorers counting for me. But I I would have given
0: it to De Bruyne across the whole Premier League. You you give it to De Bruyne of the season. Yeah, I think so. It's all about opinion. There's there's no wrong answers except for the who scored team of the season. But (laughs) it's it's, it's, it's all subjective, isn't it? What what you think? I, I I can't look past. Harland because of the because of the records he smashed the amount of goals he's he scored and that's what football is all about he, his goals I just think he's he's been ridiculous he's just, he's a robot he's a machine I, like, I can't I can't even believe he's he's real but I think I have to give it Haaland because of all, all those goals and all those records that he's just knocked out of the way where's Harland in that in that done yeah he, he was second he was
2: zero point zero four behind okay. so not yeah not a long way at all. Who is the best non-Man City player? I think it was Saka. That's something I should really have written down. But I, I think Which it was is, Saka.
1: It's fair enough again. I think yeah. I, I mean him, or Odegaard, I think, but Odegaard has, has had sort of patches of games recently where he's been a bit off it.
0: Has he got? Has he got? Has he got 15 goals and 15 assists? Have I, I imagined that Odegaard. That's, that's, that's that that's really really good. That, that's strong. I may have completely made that up. I think he's definitely scored 15 goals. He's not far far off in the A C C, you know, in terms of productivity and numbers. That that's pretty pretty strong for from He's he'd be up there, I think.
1: He's been very good, no question about it. When when things start to go wrong for Arsenal, moments he's got seven assists. There's moments God, in those was games. When, yeah, I mean, can I pretend fifteen in all competitions? I, I don't know. Probably you can't. Um, yeah. But yes, some of his passing second half at Liverpool, certainly West Ham. Uh, I, I mean, it was his his error that led to the second Southampton goal, I think. Uh, he came back strong in the second half of that Southampton game, but these uh, are these are minor quibbles, but that, that's that's why he's not right at the top for me.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, he's a player that's been unlucky not to be mentioned in anything at all, so if his name hasn't cropped at once, probably Bruno Gamarish, big part of Newcastle uh, qualifying for, for top four. I isn't? think he's a oh, really good,
1: football. yeah, he has been. But he's—I'd say—he's fallen off quite badly actually the last six weeks or so. You think? Yeah, I think. You know, Newcastle as a team, I think, have l- looked tired about last last month of the season or so, which is understandable. Yeah, the squad's not as deep as as other squads up at the top of the table, uh, and I think he was the one who really looked knackered. Um, but yeah, the, the first sort of t- two
0: thirds, three quarters of the season, he was exceptional. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna get a new contract as well. We move on now to manager of the season. Now to over to you first, Jonathan. Who's who's the manager of the season for you?
1: The jobs that managers are doing are so are so different that it's very hard to compare. So Deserbi's done a brilliant job at Brighton. Clearly he has. But Guardiola, with a different budget has had done a brilliant job. And particularly if they go on to win the win the treble. Um, I think you've got to say Gary Neal at Bournemouth has maybe done the, the the most incredible job. Nobody expected that. We you know, Scott Parker said this is not a team that's got a chance to stay in the division, and yet they they stay up with what well, f- well they lost the last four games and still stayed up comfortably. Uh Steve Cooper's done a great job. So I don't I mean, sort think of feel- a great job. Oh I he's mean, done a great job, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um Eddie Howe's done a great job. Uh I I, I sort of, I sort of feel that um there so we, we, was, was a few, few of us journalists were talking about this. Um, I can't remember which sacking it was that prompted it, but um, so that, you say, know, our, our job—the easiest bit of a job of a columnist—is to point out a manager who's not very good and point out their flaws. And it did get to a moment about two thirds of the season where we're looking through the league, and go, there's, "There's no bad managers. Who, who do we have a go at this week? Who, do, who do we sort of point the finger at this week?" Now, I, I, I think as clubs have panicked and and made changes. I think there are some pretty disappointing managers now back in the Premier League, but but I, I think generally the level of management, certainly our top two thirds of the Premier League, is is extraordinary. I think Ten Hag's done. I mean, not not I'm not saying he's been the manager of the season, but he's done a very good job this season. You're moving Ronaldo on. There's, you can now sort of see a possible successful future for for United. Um, even even Klopp, the way that Liverpool have rallied the last eleven games of the season, that that deserves credit. So. Uh you, you could say Sean Dice keeping Effort up. I mean, okay, it hasn't been brilliant, but he was brought in to keep them up and he's he's kept them up. So it's 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 really hard. I think I'd be tempted to say O'Neill.
0: I mean, yeah, like you said, he came into a, a team that was down down the bottom. They'd have done an awful start, they'd just been hammered, not nine 0 and the manager has talked the players down. Gary O'Neill worked with those players, got Morale. Up. Found a system that, that worked for them and had that mini run in the in the back end of of, of the season that, that ended up keeping them up where they picked up some really really good results. It's a young coaching staff as well. They're all learning on the job. They're all they've all got no real Premier League experience as a, as a coaching staff. So to to be safe, even not even have to worry about it going into the last four or five games of the season for them. That's that's brilliant. Well, I, 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 uh, Thomas Bottom,
1: Thomas Frank at Brentford. We haven't haven't mentioned hmm. again partly because he did the same thing last season, but. What what he's done there, Marco Silva, Fulham, they, they're doing incredible jobs. So I, I think the level of management generally in the Premier
0: League this season has probably never been higher. But haven't mentioned Michel Arteta. No, I don't think they don't think you mentioned Deserbi either. In, yeah, so I used to I mentioned deserved, it. His, yeah. he just mentioned him. I mean, basically you just, you just named every manager since that's why I forgot that it was <laughs> he, deserved, but. I, I, th- I think we can write off Tottenham managers.
1: I think that's that's a safe thing to do. Yeah. We can write off Leeds managers. We can write off Southampton managers. Apart, I mean that, that is that is admittedly nine managers plus Gerrard. So yeah, we can yeah. take those 10 out.
0: Chelsea managers we can yeah. write off yeah. Lampard. Fair enough. No, no, there's been there has been I would agree with what you're saying. There's a lot of got a lot of good managers that not only are they good managers, I think there's a lot of managers at the moment in the Premier League that are good fits for their club. Mm. I think that's yeah. the that's the crucial thing quite often. Mm-hmm. That that probably isn't the case. But at the moment there's loads of managers in the Premier League that are really good fits at uh, their clubs. who who scored? Come up with Dan. Um,
2: unsurprisingly, we've gone for Pep. Um yeah, Man City have been rated 6.90 overall this season. In second place is Arsenal, 6.81. Uh, then Eddie Howe, then Ten Hag, uh,
0: Klopp, De Zerbi. Hey, is, is it just the league table how we work this out? Who, who finishes higher, it seems.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it essentially is just the league table. Um, but yeah, that, that I've just realised we've got Tottenham in a seventh, which I imagine is going to impress
0: you guys um, with an overall rating of 6.71. I mean the job Stevan did there for the brief time he was in charge was absolutely <laughs> ex- exceptional. So I can understand why he's in the why yeah, yeah. in in the top seven. I'm going to give it not to Pep because you know, Man City. I always think this is how I look at things. Anyway, I, I expected Man City to probably win the league, so he hasn't <clears> overachieved <throat> what I thought. I'd pro- I'd give it Eddie Howe because I think maybe we had Newcastle sneaking into the top six at the start of the season. Maybe I would have thought that, but I would never have thought they'd have got they'd have got top four and. They haven't spent a silly amount of money, you know. He's still doing it with with players who they bought in, like like Dan Burney. You know, Sean Longstaff is is there. He's doing it with players that were already there that were underperforming so badly and under Steve Bruce. I think I'd I'd give it to Ed, to Eddie Howe, maybe probably Gary O'Neill second, and maybe Deserbi and Emery joint third. I think that's how I. How how I go? I just I just never envisaged Newcastle would would finish in the Champions League places at the, the start of the season, and that and they have, and that's really going to accelerate their progress now, and and open up a different market for them in the, in the transfer market in the summer. It's, it's really exciting times to be a Newcastle fan. We'll move on now to flop of the season, which right now I don't have an answer for. I'm hoping you two are going to are going to guide me, Dan. What what who scored? Got. Well, I think before I go into it, it's worth um,
2: saying that we've based this on the biggest rating decrease from last season to this season. So that kind of automatically rules out, well, obviously people signed in January and things like that, which I think a lot of people, when they hear flop of the season, will probably tend to lean towards some of those players that signed this season. Um, but yeah, our biggest rating decrease uh, is uh, Tottenham's Bissouma, uh, down from 6.99 to 6.29, um, obviously 0.7 decrease, which... Yeah, uh, he's kind of flown completely under the radar to me this season. I've not paid a lot of attention to him, but he's played over a thousand minutes, not no goals, no assists, um, and the rating decrease, I suppose, speaks for itself. Uh, the top 10 is littered with Tottenham and Chelsea players, um, but in second place is Jamie Vardy, which, yeah, has had a little bit more exposure, I suppose, as his struggles this season. But I think he's made loads of appearances as a sub, and I don't know, maybe he feels a little bit unfair that he's in there. Uh, Chalaba in third uh, Kovacic fourth Xiongmin son in fifth which yeah was another surprise to me um, we've got Connor Gallagher Tierney uh, Richarlison
0: Tommy Assa and Mount making up the rest of the top ten I think ratings decrease is a, is a fair way fair, sorry a fair way of doing it I also think it's a good lesson <coughs> for players that are potentially going to leave Brighton in, in the summer because Basuma's gone from a stable well run club to Tottenham and he just doesn't look anywhere near the same player he, he fitted Brighton, but he seemed to fit Tottenham. But then does anyone really fit Tottenham at the, at the moment? Jonathan, who would you go for as, as flopper This says you don't have to use the same metric?
1: I, I don't, I don't have my own averages. Um, so I can't, well, <laughs> this is where we get, we come into the problem of changing the script at the last minute, because I was going to talk about Basuma, Um because I, I thought he was a really good signing. I, you know, I, I mm. thought when Tottenham signed him, I thought, yeah, that's that's a really smart deal. And it just hasn't worked out. And maybe maybe it will under Pochettino. Uh, sorry, not under, not under Pochettino. Under the new manager, um, whoever that is. Um, maybe, you know, he needed that Brighton system around him. Um, Mount, I think, has been really disappointing a lot. That is at least partly conditioned by injury. Um, but Mount's a player that I, you know, I, I've i got enormous amounts of time for. And he's, he's done now this season. The two who, who aren't in that top 10, I think, have really tailed off this season and maybe have just come back for the last sort of month or so which maybe is why they're they're, they're not in that top 10 uh Fabinho particularly and also Virgil van Dyke? van Dijk previously sort of seemed almost unbeatable and then right from that opening weekend against Fulham he just didn't look the same player he looked he looked a very very vulnerable figure in that Liverpool defence and I guess that's partly to do with the structure falling down around him um and Fabinho yeah. You know, that, that, that drop-off from how, how good he was last season to how poor he was, particularly the first or two-thirds of this season, uh, I think is, is a huge factor in in Liverpool's struggles. Um, so I was going to talk about Basima, but let's let's, uh, let's talk about Fabinho instead.
0: A few of the players I would give it to have featured in, in Dan's top 10. I think so- Son's drop-off has been really, really huge, but then it's it's just Tottenham, isn't it? It's not, not down to him. It just seems to be the whole club seems to have dropped off except for Harry Kane, who somehow managed to score 30 goals in in that team. I find it hard not to mention Darwin Nunez. I think he'll go on and probably be a good player for Liverpool, but I just think when you've spent £85 million on a strike, I think you just expect more than what you've seen this season. I said that in previous podcasts, a few Liverpool fans didn't like it, but I just... So, yeah, they've spent more on him than Man City spent on, on Haaland. And I, I look at the, the complete difference in the, in the player and what they've provided, albeit Haaland's playing for a machine like City. But I do think Nunez has got room to grow, but uh, 85000000 million, you've got to be putting the ball in the back of the net more. And he, The big chances, this is my own metric in my head, that I feel he's missed. He's missed some huge, huge chances in games. It's almost like when he has time to think about it, he can't finish. When he's an instinctive finish off the cuff, he's a he's a, he's a good finisher. But if you give him any kind of time in front of goal, he doesn't score it. So, although I think he'll go on and be good, I'm just I'm just not sure about him this season. I think I think he'd probably be a decent shout for for the flop of the season. I don't know whether either of you agree. The
1: thing is, he did start really well. The Community Shield, he looked he looked really sharp and looked really good. Uh, I so maybe I've been because I, I was at the Southampton Liverpool game on on Sunday and and Klopp was talking about this afterwards, and and he was very much making the point that uh he didn't want to play Don Nunez as, as as much as he had to early in the season. And it was okay. it was because of the injuries to to, to Jota and to Diaz. Uh that was sort of forced on him. And so you see suddenly Don Nunez is 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 absorbing a lot of pressure. Uh but he's he's having to learn a totally new way of playing. And so I I I still look he's not had a good season. He's He's looked, as you say, he he's looked a bit of a scattergun finisher. I I I think we should give him another season. I I, I think yeah, that's fair. It's it, yeah, it's a little bit like with Grealish last season, moved for a huge fee, and you could see signs, but it didn't. It wasn't quite as good as you'd hoped it would be for for that fee. But if you signed a player, assume you have him for five years, and your plan is the first year you integrate him, and it's the next four when you you really get the best out of them um that obviously's been complicated by the number of injuries Liverpool had this season and the sort of general problems in that squad so there's no no way can you say Dominic has had a good season but I think to point the finger at him and say he's been the worst I think that's probably a bit unfair
0: yeah that's interesting I'd not heard those comments from Klopp and I, in my head I do always think you see the best of someone in the in the second season when they've had a year to integrate themselves so that's interesting what, what you say there because I didn't I didn't know that they'd felt forced to play him at yeah, the, at, the, at the start of the season, you just assume you spent eighty-five million pounds on someone. You know, you're getting a, a number of there's,
1: there's also that that all the sort of internal political stuff at Liverpool. That he he appears, what, you know, what he, as far as you can tell from the outside, that uh, Nunez is very much a Klopp signing, and that there yeah. were some reservations among some of the analysts there. Uh, so maybe Klopp feels sort of it, it's incumbent side. on him to to, to defend him. May, maybe Klopp's right. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll find out, but. Uh, um, I, I think the defence of him makes makes sense.
0: Uh, maybe I'm holding a grudge because he was in my fantasy football team the first week of the season and he decided to headbutt someone and get, get, <laughs> get himself sent, sent off. Maybe I'm still holding a grudge uh, about that. Let's look at then most improved, Dan. I think the one you've given us in the script is probably fair. Is it changed?
2: Yeah, and it hasn't changed. Oh, it hasn't uh, changed. It's, uh, it's Yeah, solely much. Um, with an uh, uh, increased rating of 0.79 from 659 to 7.38. Um, and, yeah, I think that's completely just. Um, but the rest of the 10 is uh, Marcus Rashford in second, Al Moran in third, Joe Linton, Bruno Fernandes, Matthias Jensen, Martin Odegaard, Gabriel Martinelli, Fabian Shaw and Michael
0: Elise. Probably, probably, for Sally March, sometimes this happens with players where, you know, his goal record wasn't brilliant for Brighton and then they, he scored once. And suddenly they go on a, a real hot streak and become a really reliable goal scorer. And that's what happened with Sally March, isn't it, Jonathan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he... he well, he had that run uh after the World Cup, didn't he, where he got sort of seven in eight games or something like that. Um It's obviously to do with the way the Zerbi's playing, but he's getting into into positions more. And then once you get one, I guess your confidence is there. You, you get on that, that sort of hot streak. Uh, I mean, the, the player I'm slightly surprised isn't there is, is Joe Willick, who I think has had a really, really good season, having not really sort of been a player we talked about last year. Um So that's why we got all this sort of, Joe Willock for England bandwagon.
0: <laughs> no, there's only one person on that bandwagon. He's not on the podcast today, but there was only one person on that no, bandwagon, there, there, bandwagon there was, when there's one person
1: in the, there. Is, there's it. definitely been, been Newcastle-centred talk on on, on Willock for England. Uh, but Willock has been really, really good this season. He's uh, And he's another product of the Arsenal Academy, which, oddly, nobody ever talks about how good the Arsenal Academy is, but it, it does produce players consistently. Oh,
0: uh, you did, Newcastle players, a couple of Newcastle players, and I think Almiron deserves a mention for, for most improved because he, he looks he looks a different player this season. But I think Newcastle did improve in the second half of last season. Like Joe Linton, as soon as Howe came in, really was just absolutely brilliant. And he's picked up where he left off this season and been, been a real key cog in that, in that Newcastle side. I think oh, I think in my head, it's probably out of Almiron and, and March, but maybe I'm being influenced by the fact that they both had mega hot streaks at, at, at one point during the season. But is that... Would you give it March as well, Jonathan? Yeah, that's 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 fair enough.
1: Um, I mean, a player who again is now being talked about in terms of England recognition, which this time last year that would have seemed a very very strange thing to be talking about.
0: Yeah, let's just have signing of the season. Then, Dan, I think I know who 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 it might be. But give us give us the top ten signings of the season.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to give you the top one because that's what I've got. Right
0: now. Oh, okay. Don't give us um, the top ten.
2: Then. But it, yeah, it's no surprise this is Erling Holland. Um we, we already mentioned him in the team of the season. He's he's only just behind De Bruyne for player of the season, so it makes sense that he's uh, the winner here with a 7.54 rating. Uh, obviously, I, I don't really need to tell you the records he's broken. He scored 36 goals a season, which is just, yeah, godlike. It's incredible. He scored more goals than Wolves and Everton managed combined. It's just absolutely crazy. Um, I think, though, personal opinion comes into this quite a lot, right? Because yeah, we've kind of discussed it already that Holland is... Uh, just a lot of goals, but I, I, I think um, I think Isaac needs to be mentioned in here because although he's not scored as many goals as Harland, uh, hear me out. Um, I think he's had more impact for Newcastle. I think Man City probably would have been where they are now whether they signed Haaland or not, albeit maybe a few goals fewer. Um, but I think Isaac offers something completely different for Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, I'm sticking my neck on the line. I think I would probably either go for yeah, Isaac or I'll join your bandwagon and maybe put Paulinho in there. Yeah, he's but I guess those, 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 would, those would be my top three is Haaland, Isaac and
0: Paulinho. I think I'll go Haaland, Paulinho and probably Casemiro. I think he's made a huge impact on Manchester United. I don't think they're where they are without Casemiro coming, coming into that midfield, really. Otherwise, it would have been this, pretty much the same stale midfield that it's been for the last few years. They'd have been more reliant on McTominay and, and, and Fred. Casemiro has done things that i had never... Well, no-one had ever really seen him do at Real Madrid as well. He's chipped in with goals. He's putting some lovely crosses from deep at times as well. He's a th- he's a threat from set pieces. So, I think Casemiro has made a huge, huge difference to that Manchester United midfield. Paolania for Fulham, I've already spoken about. And obviously, you have to put Haaland in as well. Jonathan, have you got anyone that you'd like to throw? The the only two
1: other people I'd I'd chuck in there would be Sven Botman at Newcastle, who I think is one of the reasons why Charles looked so good is that Botman sort of uh, helped sort of stabilise him. And I think Kanji's been brilliant for City. He's He's totally under the radar, but can play anywhere across the back four, comfortable on the ball, seems to have worked out the system very, very quickly. So so yeah, they'd be the other two, Akanji and Botman.
0: Yeah, seven I think seventeen million Akanji cost, which in the modern day transfer market is pretty low. And at the time you were like, do they need a do they need a fifth centre back, particularly? But you're right, he's coming and fielding all across the back four, and he's been been a really, really good signing for, for, for them. He I don't think he was that popular at Dortmund either, but he's he's come into Manchester City and, and just looked really good from the from the moment he, he set foot on the pitch really. So yeah, fair play to Akanji, I think that's and
1: very good at maths as well.
0: Yeah, I've seen that is yeah. yeah, good at math better maths than than me. That's, so, that's absolutely so you
1: maybe think. maybe got a job at countdown in the future, which will be Who nice knows? to see.
0: Who knows? Is it Rachel Riley still doing countdown? I'm I not I sure. haven't watched it for years, but I assume no. so yet. Yeah. No me. Yeah. Don't think it's Carol Vorderman anymore, is it? It's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely still I think it's definitely still Rachel Riley. I've added a I've added a new a new award into the into the script whilst we were talking goal of the season. That favourite goal of the season. And C So one match of the day goal of the season against Manchester City, very good goal. There's a hint of recency bias, I would say, in there with. with, with oh, I,
1: in I was going to say NCISO against Chelsea. I think that's the best one I've seen. Oh, in you the were there, weren't you? Season. I think yeah. if you're
0: there, it's, it feels different, doesn't it?
1: I mean, it's yeah. one that sort of isn't
0: forefront of my mind. So yeah, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give mine to a Wolves player, which is not something I'd often do. Nunez's goal against Chelsea was my favourite goal this season. It was his first goal of the season. It was an absolute thrunker. Unbelievable strike!
1: Oh, the 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 volley from the back edge of the yeah, box. Yeah, exactly. oh, was that was that right, game as well. On, which, on, the, on yeah, the right yeah.
0: hand side, that was a great yeah. strike from Nunes. That was a really good goal. That was my favourite goal of the season. Is that I'm Nunes who go to... scored that? Yeah, unless you're talking thinking of a different game, Wolves one Chelsea nil. Nunes scored.
1: Yeah, Frank Lampard's first world. game. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, there. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a great absolute goal. Absolute yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that was. I'd like to be for that one. I think I'd still go and see. So above that, but yeah. It's a subjective, isn't it? There's no, there's, there's no wrong answers in these is things, a, as I've said, except for the four four two for who scored. That's the only it wrong is, answer.
1: Is what we're saying that that Frank Lampard has been incredibly unlucky because his teams keep on conceding ridiculous goals from range.
0: I think Frank Lampard's going to think every time Jonathan Wilson's at my game, there seems to be an absolute worldie coming, coming, <laughs> coming, coming, coming from there. From that was in CISO's first Brighton goal as well. It was in Nunes' mm. first Wolves goal. That was in CISO's first, first Brighton goal as well. So yeah, Frank Lampard may be a little bit of the cause to, to say something along those lines. Dan, have you, have you got anything off the top of your head?
2: Off the top of my head, it's not actually a, a worldie, but I loved the Holland goal against United in the 6-3
0: um where he's literally
2: saved the ball from going out for a goal kick and just stumped it in with absolutely no pullback. Really not that impressive, but I just thought that defines what Haaland is good at, just pulling a goal out of nowhere. I mean, I think they were already up by then in that crazy game. But um, yeah, I, I
0: just absolutely love that goal. What you've given us there is your favourite Haaland moment of the citizen rather than a rather than a goal. Oh, is that, was that not the question? As... You've you said you said I think you said it twice through talking there. It's not. It's not the best goal of the season, which was the which was the question I asked. But you, you do. <laughs> you, you wanted to just mention that moment from. Yeah, yeah. I'll, from, I'll just answer like. my own questions from now on. Thanks. Yeah. Nah, fair enough. If,
1: if we can go outside the Premier League, Amad away at Birmingham was a great goal.
0: I mean, I'm all for it because it was against Birmingham. Brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> you know, more and more of more of that play. Is, so sorry, to be to
1: be clear, his second goal away at Birmingham. I, first goal was. Yeah. Oh, maybe he didn't score the first one. Maybe he just set it up. Anyway, the, the left foot are into the top corner. The classic Amad goal.
0: Yeah, we'll have more of that teams in the championship scoring against Birmingham players. I'd like to see more of that. More of that happen. I don't. I don't think there's anything else to discuss. I think we've run through all the different all the different awards there quite nicely.
1: Actually, one more time, Jack Jack Clark in was better. Sorry, but that, you know, you know uh, the goal. I mean, the,
0: yeah, I don't but, lovely goal. Um, presuming Dan uh, it's
1: about fifteen passes where you see what happens when a team is, can't be bothered to press against a team like <laughs>
0: someone who are quite good on the ball. they were both. Be- they than both better than NCS, so were they?
1: they produce a great emotional response in me yeah
0: Absolutely. yeah we've now moved on to choosing our favorite goal from our team through, through through the season you've you've changed it as we've got to the end of the podcast <laughs> let, let's call let's call it right i enjoyed that season review going through a few different things we'll put our team teams on socials and i'm sure they'll get absolutely destroyed thanks ever so much for watching and thanks to the chaps for joining me as well subscribe to the channel with channel with your post notifications on you'll know when all our videos come out there is another one due so there'll be an fa cup final preview later in the week so watch out for that let us know in the comments if there's anything you agree with disagree with make your own votes for who you think should be in the team of the season player of the season and whatnot have a good day and stay safe